Hey guys, and welcome to the Startup Diary episode 155. Uh, slight change of plan first thing this morning. Got in the office with Adam, and uh, it was super low energy from his side. Uh, so I just asked how he was feeling, uh, and then he just went off on one. So what you're about to hear is uh, that coiled spring just boom, flying off the handles. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned. So I'm sat like this. Give me some noise. Like Just give me some noise. Just like this. I've got low energy this morning, Harry. I know. Well, I'm going to dial you up a little bit then. Just low energy. Ain't feeling like. Uh, a little bit pissed off today to be honest why just work the business or shit that you've got to do both do you want to do the intro and let's see if i can just get some energy off you this morning it's just one of those days man like uh yesterday i was just looking at some of the stuff that we've got planned and then seeing another company come onto my radar and like the stuff that I've been planning out to sort of align things in the business, mm. like they've done it, like they do it, and they obviously have a really good development team and a really good design team. I've never heard of them, which shows that do it as in they're in full swing. They're in full swing, like full swing. But you've not heard of them. Never heard of them. But that's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, and I can't work it out. But and it was just like a knock for six. Is like a. Because I always look at like our website and our app and I always like want some like nice design added to mm. it and just like that. Cause yeah. I know that, and that Mark's just overstretched at the moment, but like just to see something like that come on the radar after I spent six months sort of like head in a, in a deck and a PowerPoint, just making this thing and just trying to strategize around it. And then just to like see a website, it's like, ah, nice. <laughs> a beautiful website, beautiful service. Uh, but I think, I think the reason we've got where we are is because we offered a little bit more <clears throat> a little bit more than just the thing like whatever that thing is that, that's like, the like, thing yeah. like, like uh, I can't remember who I was speaking to you like we don't necessarily do anything unique in one single area but the fact that we do a set of things and then we have the community behind us we, uh, we, we as a package is, yeah. is a unique proposition but to offer a package that scales up and becomes like an industry leading service mm. that's uh that's the thing that i was trying to get us to is just having a really clear mission of one how the community builds together and how that gets layered with a with some technology which is the platform we're building to actually move the industry anyway that's well, I, th- one I, for think, I think we've got i think we've got a good foothold where we are right now to give us enough time to get where we want to be though you yes I mean? agree like you you see in the competition but you've never heard of them Agree. We're, we're just in that scenario. We're the inverse. We've we're we're technically established, and then we're gonna get what they've got. Yeah, we've we've built. We've done the thing that all these companies can't do. Like, mm. no matter what technology you apply to a business, the hardest thing about a business is the people that either use the tech, buy the tech, or uh, the people that just want the tech to be built and help us build it. Like the communities, and it keeps getting driven down down everyone's throat in the company. Like the people that we work with and serve are the backbone of what we do not the one of the packages not that package not the web not the office mm. none of that like it all comes down to the people um but it becomes a point uh where where stuff like that it, it, to be honest it was just i was just having a really i was having <laughs> I, I was having a bad day yesterday 
just because um, just the amount of work just to, to get through that I'd uh, sort of hit my inbox over the weekend. It's amazing that we sort of shut shop on Friday to have this focus group, which we'll talk about in a future show. Uh, but it's amazing how much stuff comes in for you to do on a day. We had like one of the clients, you know, I spoke to him yesterday. He was like, do you guys uh, shut shop on Friday? Like, you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, trying to get older, you tried to call Harry, da, da, da. And admittedly, we probably should have said autoresponders and bits like that. But it was just a lot of stuff to come back to. Uh, and oh, yes, uh, get out the small violin. This is what building business is like. There's lots of stuff to do. But then like at the end of the day, to finish my deck, my board pack and all that stuff, wrap all that up, package it up nicely. I'm just doing a couple of searches because like one of the services that uh, a big brand in the UK has launched recently uh, to compete with a, a service called Boxed, um, Corgi. Um, we had discussions with those guys 12 months ago about supporting that service yeah. and we, we decided it wasn't a fit for us. Um, so there's like this convergence at the moment with companies, like what we what we thought was going to happen 12 months ago in the industry is now taking shape and I just need to make sure that we're in a position to one not take advantage of it yeah to capitalize, the, the, on, capitalize it. on it but also like the impact that these companies have on our members and our community is going to be huge and i feel like we just need to move a little bit faster now yeah uh, because we need to empower these guys to compete that's the thing that's yeah. the that's the thing that keeps me awake at night is like we need to move faster because these services that are coming out there that are in theory just another middleman company and i i put check a trade rate people in my builder and i know people get value out of them but you can tell I'm on I'm those movies. I'm just dropping names mm. now. I'm just like, because those companies stand between a homeowner and a trade and some of them deliver value and some of them don't. And I'm just concerned that these these ones that are coming in and actually applying tech to this, um, they could get somewhere with it. And we just need to move quicker to help our members compete. Like I've got this thing now in my notepad, which we need to give, we need to empower tradespeople to deliver uh, national company service on a local level. That's what we need to do. And, uh, it's just a massive thing to do with the team that we've got and we just need more resource specifically around tech god it's painful so what do you, is is that budget do you need to get more money so that, a, I, know, I know we had a i know you had a change of heart in, in regards to a second round of funding yeah so um <clears throat> so the reason i had a change in heart is because I, like we we can you can do what's called like trade your way through mm. so there's there's a lot of merit and building a business on a really solid foundation where you're generating your own revenue. So the reason that people raise capital is because they want to do something faster. Uh, so the initial raise uh, that most companies do is like a seed round, which is like you got an idea uh, and someone wants to see, give you a little bit of cash and see if that idea has any legs. But then as you get further into the business, you, the only time you ever raise money is to, to do things faster. And I'm I kind of pushed back on that because I thought, no, no, I just want to keep doing what we're doing. So we're learning how to extract value from partners and clients and deliver them value. So like we're working out where we drive uh, value for partnerships and what, what we can do for those guys to monetize um, stuff like tool talk and bits like that. Like now I'm on this like absolute like 50, 50 is like that, that side of the business we're monetizing and we, we can just slowly grow and take those revenues and deploy them back into the team. But when you map that out, like we're not going to be able to add three people in one go, no. which is not going to be able to do it. And then you look at what I just said, which is we need to move faster to actually help our members. Yeah, that's why I asked. <laughs> and uh, so there's one, there's the capital. So yeah, capital is easy. I know I know someone's listening to this and be like, you're a dickhead, Adam. Like capital is not easy. I can't just walk into it. But 
on the big scheme of things, if you if you list all the reasons that your company will fail, like one of the easiest ones to box off is raising money, in my experience, uh, because like that's just that's a tick in the box. Like the hardest thing is actually building something people want and like building relationships with like partners and clients and members and community and all that stuff. That's the real hard stuff. There's loads of stuff in there that will kill your business. Um, but like uh, now I'm at a point like we we. I don't want to give up equity. I don't want to raise for the sake of raising. That's not the business we want to build. But we're at a risk of missing an opportunity for our members if we don't deploy the stuff that's in my to-do list over the next 18 months in the next six. And the only way we're going to do it from 18 months down to six is by literally adding three more bodies into the team. Then the whole thing is how do you find the right people and all that cool stuff. And that's a that's an HR problem. But oh, someone listening can feel the stress right now. I know they Thank can. You. Um so add you um yeah nice tricky <laughs> like it's yeah you've we've come back to this this crossroad of money to just grow and steady but if you need to tip those boxes and grow the team yeah it's can like you, a- you can't there's only so much more money you can ask from partners which we've been doing. Yeah, like the thing is, like the, the the asking money from partners is a, is for me a complete side note. Is we undercharged and we can do it. Mm, we'll yeah, do yeah. an episode in the future. Like that, there was a like first year into doing partnerships, you learn you learn just how much work you have to do. One to just maintain a partnership and communications mm. and explaining what you're delivering on and have the meetings and all that stuff. Like we undercharged, we underestimated the time it would take to service those partnerships. So we just had to go back in with revised pricing because we know what value we drive. We just needed to make sure that that's covering, uh, we didn't even cover our cost last year. Let's be honest, like the amount of time um, that we spent on that, like your yeah. time, my time, dev time, um, like it didn't even cover our cost. But we just went back in this year and explained that. And we've got uh, something in my uh, to-do list for the Startup Diary and Wonder List, which is uh, an episode which is open communications with clients. So we'll talk about that ex- specifically. But that money's different. Like, you can go and increase revenues that way, or you can you just go back to uh, a, a bunch of people who like the company and have previously invested or have wanted to invest, and then you, you raise some capital. And we can do some things, like we can take a loan, I'm I'm actually weirdly leaning towards that because like we could take a loan as a business and we would retain our equity as a business and it's also a vote of confidence from me and the fact that I know that we're in a position now to just trade it. so like taking a loan is a, is a loan is some a loan is a finite thing though until you can pay a loan back and it's gone whereas if you take an investment yeah you sacrifice you Sac- you're giving away you're giving away part sacrifice an equity you might have to bring someone else into the board and bits like that and don't get me wrong there are benefits to that I'm just uh I'm just really keen to to build a business on trading through it. Like just like well we want to hire someone, great, we need to make an extra three K a month or whatever the number is. Uh, and then working that out. But speed. Speed. Time. Speed and time. Uh it's getting hot. The the whole the whole market that we're in is is getting hot and I think it's a it's a founder's job to to every not every month it's too often but like every couple of months just take a step back and like what you think the the thing that people hate about startups and that's why most people either can't do them or can't work in them is they have to change so often because mm. what they're doing they, they haven't cemented themselves into a product or an industry they've got a, they've got a vision of the people they want to help but 
like big incumbents and we'll just say like boxed so box is a service in the uk that is now offering homeowners the ability to basically in like nine clicks get a boiler quote with finance online and <clears throat> and there's a there's a there's a lot of movement around the industry in terms of like the installers hate it uh because they're obviously buying boilers super cheap but then if i don't you probably just didn't see box have just launched their app that allows installers to sign up and get 400 pounds a day for combi swaps Wow. they'll never actually get the 400 because there'll be like little things and like it'll run on to two days and bits like that but the amount of people that went fuck it yeah 400 pound a day i'm in like they've got they've started to win over the installers and the thing that worries me about this and i know this is completely going off piece because this is extremely relevant to expert trades is the fact that this would make a great podcast for us as a business like this is the thing that sorry to if you're listening to the show and you wanted some advice that is generalistic i'm just talking to harry now the I'll thing just put this at the end no you can keep it going it's just like uh this is like not even an episode this is like an in-between episode of just me dumping my thoughts on you um the thing is that i thought that we need to do for the expert trades podcast if we push it is having open frank conversations about this then putting it up and having these as a discussion point not an educational point because we see stuff that's happening in the industry so what a box have done is now they're starting to win over the number of installers that are subcontracting into them. And the only thing that will stop box from being extremely successful is the amount of installers they've got on their books to do the installs because they're very good at PPC. So what happens is if they start winning over the hearts and minds of installers and get to a certain critical mass, then the whole everyone else is going to have to follow. And then the sole traders, the, the one to three man companies that we serve are going to get squeezed so hard down on price. And that's something that I desperately want to avoid. Um. Anyway, yeah, price drives homeowners' decisions as well. The price, not it, pr- probably not even price, but ease. So, like the the simplicity of going on and clicking nine things and getting an exact quote for your boiler, and seeing that it's a uh, two thousand four hundred ninety-two pounds or twenty-one pounds a month on finance. Like yeah, that to, is to be to be fair. I, caught, I uh, arranged a taxi on Saturday night online. Because I couldn't be bothered to call. You know what I'm saying? It's like I ended up calling just to make sure that it had actually gone through though, because I did it and it's like we'll get back to you in a while. Okay. In a while. So that's like that's obviously I like, like a I local. It for in four minutes. <laughs> so I need you to get back to me a little quicker than a while. Um, so I rang him, but it's like yeah, yeah, just he was like, yes, me do. Just uh, oh yeah, it's coming through the system now. Like, <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> don't, don't let me wake you up. So, uh, but that, but that's an example of like a local taxi company seeing the impacts of Uber and mm-hmm. thinking homeowners want this sort of service, so we best do something. Yeah, I uh, the, I get loads of stuff come through my um, letterbox now, but it was their business card was two phone numbers and a website. I thought website. Mm-hmm. Check that out, and it was literally my name, phone number, address, destination, time, go. Done. And that's what I'm saying is like, uh, and like I, I will, you pay for I will use them. I don't even didn't even know how much it cost. That's the but, thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like it you pay for so easy to just send. And that, taxis booked. And that's the difference is you are literally buying time like that. Mm. If, if if you can use a service that saves you 30 seconds of time every time you use it, or it saves you having to get an installer come out before you even know a rough price, like that's mm. something that these guys have obviously tapped into. It's an emotional thing from a homeowner. homeowner. And uh, it's something that if we don't do something about in the next three, four months, uh, these guys are going to get more traction than makes me feel comfortable and it will keep me awake at night. Yeah, and the, the worrying thing is, well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but when the, bit, the larger a company appears to be, the more of an obvious choice it 
like it gives you that impression of oh they're a well established company yes. I, why yeah. wouldn't I go with them as opposed to this what this guy that is going to have to come around and do this and do that before you can quote me yeah and it's like, uh, they've got a website they've got a website <laughs> they've got a website that I can uh, I can get a quote from it's mm. this thing it, what that's called is like critical mass as soon as you've got this like and it, a lot of it can be perceived it's like as soon as people yeah. think that you're the new thing that helps me do this and it's loads cheaper and easier than you're the thing. The interesting thing that I saw what they did is they tried to position themselves against um, British Gas compared to the local installer. Yeah. Uh, so that's how they've spun it and got the local installer's hearts and mind. But I can see how this plays out. Well, that's association, isn't it? Because people, people think that if I need my boiler fixing, I call British Gas because British Gas provide me with my gas. It probably doesn't provide them with the gas. Probably doesn't. But that like... you. Before I knew anything about boilers and stuff like British that, company. It was Brit- British gas was. So I my just French company. That's where gas came from, <laughs> yeah. so, and that's just a lack of education. So, the fact that they're even competing with British gas, from an uneducated person's point of view, they might think, "Oh, okay, so that's the other option I've got now to British gas." To British gas, because that allows them to position themselves as that size company. But on the second side of it, just not that. I don't know what that would have done. On the second side of it is when they position themselves against British gas, they try, to, they try and create like an allegiance with the local installer. That's a real, that, if you think about the mindset, that's, a, that's a really what they've done, is, oh, we're trying to compete with the big boys too. So yeah. for a homeowner, they're looking like a big boy. For a uh, sole trader who they need to bring in to do subcontract work, they are looking like his friend. So it's a really, but I know how this plays out. I can, this is going to play out the same way every one of these services plays out. And the guys that we serve day to day are going to get fucking squeezed and we need to do something about it. But do you think they're appealing to? Do you think they're appealing to the local installer purely on more of a um, just a consistent wage basis? Like, like because being yeah, a yeah. being a sole trader is hard, and and uh, like finding your own business day to day can be challenging. Super I know a lot tough. of these guys are busy, but it it just happens to be the way it is. But if that dries up, mm-hmm. then they're going to be in a flap. So is the prospect of just being able to say, yeah, I just sign on this. I get I get services. I get combi swaps daily guaranteed wage whatever mm. it is I can do the job but I know how much is coming in on a day to day basis is that a bad thing it's a bad thing for the guys it's, that still it, want to be their own business it's a good question so in the short here's my answer in the short term it's definitely not a bad thing because it's just going to replace the stuff that they're paying rated people for and they're paying 35 pound mm. lead for like that in the short term that's what it's going to do but in the long term what's actually going to happen is I'm just going to use box as an example and they might, I don't know if they can sue me for all this crap I don't care uh, like What's going to happen is they are going to build a business and offer a fair wage for a fair day's work for the mm. next six to 12 months. Yeah. And they're going to build a huge data set of installers that they use for subby work. And as they grow their standpoint in the UK market for being the place to go to for boilers is they will then squeeze and squeeze and squeeze the subcontractors that do the work because all of a sudden they don't have 500 people they can tap into they've got 5,000 15,000 yeah, and, 15, and if you're not going to do it for 250 s- someone, someone else someone will, else will. Mm. and what they'll do is they'll make enough money during the 6 to 12 months 18 months 24 months how long it takes to play out that they'll then bring their own engineers on full time so what they're going to do is they're going to use them as a short term fill as they grow their market position mm. and then from there they will then bring their own engineers in full-time, which means they're not paying 400 pound a day, they're paying 120 a day, whatever the number is for an engineer. So it is a short-term fill that the people that we work with are going to do and not realize that what they're actually doing is killing their own business in the next three years. That's what literally kept me awake last night. But if, yeah, but hopefully though, the guys that we're serving have the vision to stick 
To be but vision's beautiful. But if you've got no fucking food on the table and you're a sole trader and you need some work, you're going to but go then, and do this work. That's where it's our but then job. Is that, yeah, that's what that's where we have to step in and make sure these guys are to, busy enough. Exactly. They're not able to generate their own business to keep food on the table. Exactly. And that's the problem. And that's the thing. And when we look at what we do as a business and we go, yeah, we build, we build this and we build that and we help you do that. Mm. What we really do is allow a sole trader to run his own business. Yeah. Like we help them run a profitable and professional business. And we, it literally, mate, I told you I started this one. It literally kept me awake last night. Mm. So I played all this out, got a notepad out. Sarah's probably fuming with me. Um, oh. So, what did you see then last night? Was it box that you were looking at? No, it's another one, it, and I'm not going to say the name. But it was it a similar, similar esque, si- similar system? Yeah, but the thing that we're doing, uh, the thing that we're building to allow like the box s quote builder, they've got, and they give it away to installers, but they sell them leads off the back end, so they mm. put it on there. They put it. It's like a. When I found that out, I was like, ah, oh, okay, there is a bit of like a. There's a model in there which I don't like, um, but they basically add the quote builder onto the website. Someone uses the quote builder, and then that generates a lead. But then they charge them for that lead, basically. Oh. So they charge them for the. They give the tech for free, but they charge them for leads generated through the tech. Um, uh, okay. So yeah, so there's a, there's a fee for every. Um, they've, only, they've only got like 200 installers, but yeah. two of them we know very well. Really. So I'm going to go and give those guys a call and, and just get their experience with it. But like for me, we're at a point now where. Like, we're doing some good things. The company's growing. We are profitable. All great things to do. And the key thing that anyone's listening and heard all that waffling is, and I want to wrap this up and probably get onto the thing that we were meant to be talking about in the next episode. But the key thing is that if you just listen to all this, it never gets fucking easier. Because as you grow a company, you get get bigger problems to face. And you start to better understand your customers and then not just your own problems, but other like problems that come in and can threaten your customers' businesses is what we're seeing at the moment, is it's your job if they're using something that you provide as a similar service. That's the stuff that's going to keep you awake at night. Like It never gets easier. You get bigger problems, and you just need to take a step back every couple of months to just reset and look at the landscape. And everyone says, be a founder, be heads down, see the vision, build, build, build. I genuinely believe that if you just put your head in the ground and build technology for 18 months and you pull your head out of the sand, someone might have already built it. Someone might have already taken a lunch. Off you, like Someone might be there. Just so take a step back and just be prepared to change the model. Um, serve the same people, but just... Fuck, I'm stressed, Harry. And and obviously people, people might not necessarily be looking at us and what we've created yet, but... If you do become an established brand or product that people, you just end up getting a target on your back. So people will, will they'll either copy or try and beat you. Or like, there's, it, you never get to a point where it's like we're sitting pretty. It's never done. It's never done. And and just on that note, like you get a target on your back. Yes, you do. Um, because I'm out there every single day, and I, we even had a meeting with a client, and they're like, "You've got to stop saying we're going to kill those." Like you got to literally. They were like, "Listen, we've had some training," and when you say stuff like we're going to crush them. We're going to kill them. Like I'm that deep in with my clients is when, when, I, when we sign up a partner, we only sign partners that we believe in. When I'm in that room, I'm like, I'm on their side. And they literally said to me, it's like, you can't say, we love the fact you say, Adam, we love how much you're committed to this. But if like, we've been told that when stuff like that is said in meetings, we have to basically stop the meeting and say it's anti-competitive and ask you to leave and pick it up next time. But you, what I was saying is you always have a target on your back. But the key thing is, is the thing that makes you defendable, the thing that makes your business uh, 
have some longevity and not just be a tech platform is down to the customers you serve, like the community you work with and the customers you serve because we've proven as a business we won't go back to that dark days of the first sync and everything fell down like we had like we had like a few days of just it was just the worst time in the history of technology uh, and uh, <laughs> forever I ever. the dawn of the internet has this many issues uh, but when you have a relationship with the people that you serve uh, that is what is def- that is your moat that is the thing that will help you defend your business in the future uh, because even if someone has a bit of a better tech your community will come to you and say listen there's this thing out there you need to work on it you need to build it and, and they'll you, want you they'll want you to and, build it. and they want you the thing is that we saw on friday and we'll cover this off when we're speaking about the focus group is when you've got customers that believe in you as a company that you're going to do the right thing for them they give up time they give up on friday yep. and they want you to succeed and if you're building something no matter what you're building make sure that you deliver for your customers you're transparent with them and you take them along with you on that journey